Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Rambam Hilchas Nachlas Pedictes speaks about the status of inherited property that is still all lumped together prior to its division, otherwise known by Chazal using the word Tfusas Habayas. And the premise of many specific halachas will be is that each one of the brothers has the same status of a partner in a partnership, which means, for example, that even if only one of them transacted business and made profit, he doesn't get to claim any additional part of that profit, even though he was the one that made it happen, it is all divided equally. And the Ramam continues by telling us the exception to that rule, that if there is an adult heir and a minor heir, the minors are not allowed to transact with the estate regardless. And the adult or the adults, they make a declaration and they tell their siblings, Take a look at what our father left us, that it has the value of, let's say, 100,000. And we're going to take part of it and do business with it. And if there'll be a loss, it's from us the loss. In other words, the brothers that are not participating in this investment have nothing what to lose. And they say, and therefore, we want that if we'll make profit, we want the profit to be solely ours. This is what they're saying they're going to do. Truth be told that even the miners can make a protest. The lack of them protesting means that they are waiving the right of participating in the profits. And therefore, in such a case, and as we learn inside in similar cases, only then will the active partners be allowed to keep the profits all by themselves. We also learn in this, pa- in this chapter that what happens if one of the brothers, if one of the sons gets a very hush of appointment, the example would be that the father, the deceased, used to be a tax collector. Now that the father passed away, the king or the government looks to one of the sons and says that, listen, the father passed away. It's for the benefit of the family if someone will still bring an in income. And therefore, they hired one of the brothers. All of his income, all of his salary has to be divided equally as well. When you have one running the estate, and all of a sudden we discovered that there are documents that has him as the only owner, like a new property was bought. And that son is the only person noted on the document. So the halachi is, is that we suspect that he used money from the estate. And therefore the presumption is, is that even though this land or this item that was purchased is only on the name of one of the sons, it is halachically going to belong to the Tfusa Sabayis, and therefore when they will make the division, everyone will get an equal share, and we have many other details about this concept of full equal division when this estate eventually will be divided. Rambam Hilchis Nachlas Pedic Yud deals about details of the division of or the distribution of the estate and the Rambam begins by giving scenarios that even after a proper division was made if some new information comes to light like for example it was thought that there are only two heirs or only three heirs and they made the division and after everything was divided they discovered that there was another sibling and parenthetically that other sibling could have been born by an illegitimate marriage but as we learned in the beginning of the series it makes no difference regarding the laws of Nachalois right if they share the common father every child of that father will have a share in the inheritance so we don't adjust the division 
What we say is, Batla Machloikis, the entire division becomes nullified, and all of it has to be redone. Now, the other part of chapter Yod deals about scenarios where a division is properly made, but a brother or some of the brothers, some of the heirs, are still minors. And therefore, we can't just give it to the minor, but either, ideally, the father should have prior to death already designated someone to be what we call the apotropus, that if the tfusas habayis will be divided, the father already pre-designated someone to administer the estate of the minor, and if the father left no such instruction, then the beisdin, who the Rambam continuously calls the avi hayisoyimim, they take the place of, and they have the responsibilities of the father of the orphans, they are obligated to appoint such an apetropis. The Rambam then goes into certain detailed differences between how we interact with with an apetropis that was appointed by the father versus other scenarios or the same scenarios if that were to happen with a bezdin appointed apetropis, we would react differently. Just for one example, if the apetropis, after he became the admin, starts, he upped substantially his lifestyle. And therefore, people suspect that he took, he's taking money from the estate for his own personal use. So there's only a suspicion against him. So that will be, for example, one difference that if it is a Bezdent appointed Apetropus, he would be fired. And if it's a father appointed Apetropus, until there is evidence that he did wrongdoing, he remains in the position that the father appointed him to. In the final chapter, Hilchas Nachlas Pedic Yudalef, not only the final chapter of Hilchas Nachlas, but indeed the final chapter of the entire Sefer Mishpatim, the second to last Sefer in the entire Yada Chazaka, the Rambam concludes teaching us the rules of the management of the property inherited by minor children. So we did have, as we mentioned, even in the Kitzur, that in Pedic Yud we dealt about uh, uh, the part of an estate of a minor. And now let's just clarify that. That was specifically about real estate. Real estate is something that has to be constantly looked after and properly managed. For that, a apotropus has to be appointed. However, if what is in the estate of the minor is not property, but cash, but money, then the Rambam explains how there is no need to get an apotropus, but you have to find a trustworthy person who is already a business person, and you have to entrust the money with him for him to invest it, with many details of what may and what may he not do, and when, God willing, there'll be a profit, how this investor is allowed to take a certain percent. And again, and those details are all discussed in the Pedic proper. The Rambam then goes on to say that if you have metaltalin, then again, metaltalin is not something for which you need to have a apetropus. Other details of how you may and where you may and where may you not sell the metaltalin. And... The most important uh, second half of Perikut Aleph deals about the level of accountability that the apetropus has to do and has to give over when the minors become adults. And the premise and the base of the halachim is that the apetropus, let's say he doesn't have to save every single receipt or record every single transaction that he made over, could be many years for the, on the behalf of the minor orphans with their estate. Um, when he gives it over to them, there has to be a certain slack that we cut him, in which we trusted him until now, he can simply give back the property, 
and tell them this is what your father left and this is what we have now in real estate, in metaltalin, and movable items, and cash, etc. And yet, the Rambam says that even though the human court will not uh, demand of him a, a very detailed level of accounting, but how the Apotropos should remember that there is a God in the world and everything that he's doing is being watched and he has to conduct himself vis-a-vis the property of the minor orphans with a high level of caution. And uh, as the Rambam quotes at the end, the Pasik that the Roichev Aravais, which is a reference to God, who's the one that rides the clouds, or even better, Gemara Chagiga, Perik, Daf Yud Beis, speaks about the seven heavens and how the seventh heaven is called Aravais, and how the Rebbe explains that Aravais is the heaven in which there's a lot of justice. And also that is the place from where the Tal, the Du, that Hashem will bring into this world, that will resurrect the dead, comes from. So the Roichev Aravais, which is the Avi Yisoyimim, he is someone that is always present. And Beremis also to remember that the day will come when the Father himself will return. And therefore the Apotropos should conduct himself in a way that he'll be comfortable in re-meeting the Father himself. And with that we say Mazel Toiv for the Siyum of Sefer Mishpatim.